0: The point after show.
1: He's going savage.
0: Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game.
2: The point after show.
0: I just want to say
3: from the bottom of my heart. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double does what the he wants!
0: The point after show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the point after after show reboot. I'm here with Emodium Ed. I got Red Rocket Cavi and DJ Pauly No Clue. Obvious by his uh, fantasy squad, putting up a measly 200 points on the season. It's embarrassing. He's 0 and 2 in the league. I feel bad for him. I think, uh, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but the FF advantage needs to change his Twitter handle. It's, it's, it's not, it's the disadvantage for sure. Smoke, what's going on with your squad, man?
0: Well, first I want to just correct a stat that you just threw out there. I'm one and one, so I'm not 0 and 2.
3: He did beat me last week.
0: But, uh, there's oh, no, I excuses. Forgot. you guys had I, the I battle of putting yeah, up there's, 90 there's, points. There's, I don't have, that's, that's, that, just the battle of the
2: slow cookers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no getting around the fact that I, I have, a, my team is struggling right now and, uh, I have the least amount of points scored over two weeks. So it's, uh, it's getting scary.
1: So let me ask Gary, are you, uh, hitting the panic
0: button on your team at this point in time? Yes, I am. At, uh, here's what? why, here's why I'm hitting the panic button uh because I don't feel like I have a player on my team that can put up a mega week like an Aaron Jones this week or you know what I mean I don't have a 49 50 point guy on my team uh the guys I drafted who I thought were going to be bell cows or I thought were going to be um targeted the most on the team or see the most touches uh, they're not right now as of through two weeks they're not getting that so yeah I'm 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 a little, I'm a little scared, and um, the panic button is fully engaged, and uh, there'll be a lot of trades. And I will say, I'm, uh, well, we're recording this Tuesday night, so um, I have about nine waiver requests out there right now, and hope just to get one of them.
1: Well, that's good to hear that uh, you're finally admitting that your fantasy squad is junk. But Cavi, speaking of junk, we all thought your team was fantasy junk until uh, Monday night gold struck. Alvin Kamara pulled your team out of the gutter and pulled off your first victory of the year. The Arnis bet is starting to look better and better. Each and every touchdown Kamara scores. What's, uh, what's your take on your squad this year? You think you have a chance to uh, get out of the gutter?
3: I think I have my team figured out now. Um, I was really hot on Austin Hooper. It's not going to happen, but I, uh, picked up Johnny Smith, 25 points, 18 points. He's, he's a major part of that offense. So I'm really excited about that. Um, the trade with you for Ingram uh, for our, um, wow. Well, John Brown. John Brown <laughs> um, worked out for me. I ended up getting 17 points out of him. And uh, I'm, I'm happy with my team. I think I haven't figured out. I am I need a, another, I need one of my two our um, run, uh, running back twos to pick it up a little bit and kind of step up. But aside from that, I'm real happy with my team. I even like yeah. my bench. My bench is, is yeah. solid. My bench is putting up fifteen points each, so um, happy with it. One and one
1: right now uh, isn't too bad. You know, obviously you, you only have nineteen more fantasy points than uh, the FF advantage right now. But Eddie Eddie has the best squad going into uh, week three in this bunch. He's two and zero. He's coming off a big
0: win last week.
2: No, uh, no I'm one and one too. All one
0: and one. Oh wow, <laughs> wow. Cool. Some some look, what are you some looking some at? Is the, 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 yeah. What is the the um. Somebody are you are you, you bad information or what? Yeah,
2: is this from yeah. – like, are you looking at, like, 2018 uh, league uh, Yeah, my, my league source
0: is, is bad.
1: Hold on. This is, this
0: is what happened? I hear that statistician Tommy, right now. Tommy gets nervous. One more second. Hold button. on. Yep.
1: All right. Yes, yes. I am official. It is bad. I licked the window. Yeah. My
3: bad. Wow. I don't know what yeah. I was talking about when it comes of, to uh, – Do you have socks doing your stats for you? Yes. My TV yeah, schedule. But you're, yeah, like, kind of sticky,
0: uh, you're like Peter from the Brady Bunch. When the red light comes on, you're just like – you can't figure out what you're supposed to be doing, or what?
3: I don't. Well, you I don't, just. You, I, don't under, I don't understand. All, Brady bunch, all you young I people don't, don't get the Brady bunch. Not old enough.
0: No, yeah, you're no. about like
1: 65
3: Not at all. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, Ed, my
0: bad.
1: You're still, you're still in first place out of the four of us here. You're one and one. You had a big point scoring this week. Obviously, Paul referenced your uh, player of the week with Aaron Jones. He had, you know, almost fifty fantasy points. He's a stud. What do you like and dislike about your squad right now, Ed?
2: Um. I like that I get to play cabbie this week, um, but I dislike that. That's everybody. One,
1: <laughs>
2: no, my my one um, my my wide receivers are questionable. Deontay Johnson, he had a big week for me, but um, besides that, um, I I had to play uh, Henry Ruggs Munchin because uh, AJ Brown is you know he's out maybe this year maybe or maybe this week coming up too. Um, I don't know. I, my, my running backs are strong, though. Um,
0: you don't really but, need uh, wide receivers when you got Cam Newton putting up 45 and Aaron Jones putting up 50. So it's. That's not going to You outscored me with though. those two guys.
2: <laughs> that's not going to happen every week. And I think, and it, I was talking to Tom before this, I think um, Aaron Jones might be one of the more unappreciated under, running backs in fantasy. Like, look at it. Last year, I mean, yeah, he. He wasn't as consistent as some of the guys that went before him in the draft, but he had those blow-up weeks that will, you know, they add up too. And I think, I think that um, especially with uh, Devontae Adams being a question mark this week coming up again, he's going to get a lot, of,
0: a lot of targets out of the backfield. And, I, I, um, yeah, I think he's underappreciated on his actual team. Forget about just fantasy. Well,
1: I agree with that last year, right? Like they tried force-feeding Jamal Williams' touches last year, right? Um, A lot of people had some question marks about Aaron Jones, uh, you know, with Jamal Williams still there, A.J. Dillon coming into the mix, having some opportunities potentially. But, yeah, Ed, no, he's been a stud this year, and I I can't agree more that he is underappreciated and a workhorse for that team. I honestly think, uh, you know, it, it didn't happen, but I tried getting lawyer Pete on the line tonight, um, without you guys knowing, but unfortunately he couldn't make it. He had dinner with the in-laws, um, just to talk about Aaron Rogers. Um, you know your man Aaron Jones and the whole Green Bay Packers offense and what they might do this year right uh, well yeah i, I mean I, as
2: as a as a part owner i would like to hear what his thoughts are too
1: and, and yeah and that's that i had that built into the episode but unfortunately you can't make it with us tonight but we had a couple other uh, lousy squads this team it wasn't only our this week it wasn't only uh, the ff advantages team that sucked lawyer pete's team sucked right he put up a measly 89 fantasy points and he had to shell out some dough to morning Chubb. Uh Tom Rivera, who's a, a a listener of the show. Um uh twenty bucks, man. Rivera's team, is he a real deal or what?
3: Yeah. Yeah, he is a real deal. And Pete's team is in bad shape. It's like the walking dead over there. Um last night we were texting and we were trying to figure out if there's anything do to do for a trade. It wasn't ha- like I went to his bench, it everybody's hurt. His whole team's hurt. It's kinda well, Paul, your your bench too is kind of scary looking, right? Every every single person has a has a red letter next to them they're either questionable or out here what
1: um, what's, let me ask this what's more scary looking uh Paul's bench or his uh his bumble bench
0: mm. <laughs> we tried that joke last week but we'll, oh we'll everybody going, loved we'll, it we'll they working. know they know you beat
1: the bumble yeah. up and guess what you're an equal <laughs> opportunity employer so we appreciate that but carrying on too from Rivera's squad and Pete's Pete's Lousy squad, we also have Jamie's. Paul, are you a, a, are you going to buy into his team actually being good or no? No, no, not yet.
3: Jamie's no. team's really good. Right. He
0: has no. He has. Uh, we we talked about this. Like he has no depth. Um, and here's the thing with with fantasy football. Yeah, you can have a good draft. The first few weeks might look what, great. And you know, one here's the thing. Everybody is one injury right now away from not having a good team. Uh maybe Rivera is probably different. I think Rivera does have the most stacked team. Um, but you know, you're everybody's one injury away from having a bad team. And and here's the thing if you look at Jamie's uh bench, it's it's very weak. Very, very weak bench. Um So I don't think he has the 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 squad to take it all the way. But again, it's it's anyone's game because of how the injury week two is a perfect example of I mean. Tommy, I mean you were watching the games at one o'clock. By like one fifteen, there had to be uh seven players injured. But By one
1: fifteen, just- Paul looked like frosty in the in the green room. He oh, was yeah. melting on the chair. I felt yeah. bad. I didn't know what the hell was gonna happen. But uh his team was just falling apart at that point in time. But um, you know, so enough about
3: our league. We have a- seven seven torn ACLs this week. It's never happened before in NFL history. It's seven. Gonna, it's it's gonna torn be this ACLs. way. Up
0: again, I think it's going to be this way most of the year. Um, this is what happens when you give these types of athletes and the, the amount of, you know, how, just how ridiculously elite, these guys are and what they can do every single day. It just puts, it puts it like in perspective of how, uh, like, like vigorous the NFL truly is. Um, on you know, these players' bodies, and when they don't have the proper preparation for the season, this is what it's going to be. And to just to go back again, it's not just the injuries uh, for for fantasy football purposes. It's you know how how well do you survive your bye weeks? Like once we start getting into the bye weeks and we start navigating those waters, that's where you separate um, the men from the boys, and that's where you separate the teams that drafted well versus the teams that actually can um, manage through it through a, a season. In- yeah, In- yeah, I wish
2: Paul, I wish there was an IR spot on our on our benches. We do have an IR spot. Oh, we do. We yeah. do. Yeah,
0: good. Ed. Oh. I'm glad I passed the the, uh, the. No, I mean, Ed. We don't. I'm sorry. You're right. Oh. We, we'll have it next year. Though I'll let you know about it.
2: Okay. Thanks. Okay.
0: Keep me so informed. the one <laughs> thing
1: I'll, I'll say about uh, a lot of the NFL stuff is is we talk about this every year. The NFL is always trying to push to, uh, you know, limit the amount of preseason games and get more regular season games. And you always hear from the players' association side where they're always talking about having less of a preseason less training camp. But obviously I think 2020 has proved a lot, not just to football, but to the world, but now talking football, it's proved that those training camps, those OTAs and the preseason are are necessities to keep these players healthy during the regular season. That's just my opinion on that. But let's move into some of our, our topics for tonight. Obviously what we did last week was a little stock rising stock falling and uh, Trade for, trade away what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk obviously stock rising stock falling but we're also going to mix up a sit of the week and a bounce back player of the week so let's start off with uh a, a, let's go with Cavi tonight first you talked about this guy a little bit last week as a tight end you were able to pick him up cav who's your stock rising and, and tell us a little bit why
3: yeah Johnu smith um i was able to watch a lot of the tennessee game on saturday and uh just he's, he's a big part of that offense. They're running screen passes to him. They're lining him up in the backfield sometimes as a blocker that they can then, uh, you know, either hand the ball off to or dump to him. He's clearly just a, a really big part of that offense and, and definitely a security blanket. He's catching the ball, you know, deep downfield. He's catching little dinks and dunks. They're using mm-hmm. him every which way. And I don't think it's going to stop, um, at least not right now. That I can see in the future I wish I had played him this week and I took my own advice last week um I still pulled out the win but he would have sealed it for me so I think moving forward uh I mean he went undrafted in a lot of leagues and you know maybe he went unclaimed last week but this week he's definitely not so So yeah do you have any
1: fear of uh, regression when AJ Brown comes back to the lineup
3: I don't I really don't because I think AJ Brown's gonna draw the the harder coverage and he's gonna he's gonna find more openings still I don't think you're gonna double team or or uh, spy or focus on John Smith so I think he's gonna he's gonna hold hold strong he's gonna be a tight end one for the rest of the season he's not gonna have 25 point weeks every week but I think he's gonna be a tight end one he's gonna finish top five
1: yeah I, I like Janas uh Smith as well I think he's he's uh, you know a tight end one in the making you know he could be one of these guys the potential of one of these guys like a Kittle or Kelsey going forward next season or the year after right I'm not talking this season but I think he definitely has the potential Ed I know um, you're a Rams fan always in in the bottom of your heart but uh, who do you have this week on your stock rising
2: Uh, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying I'm a Rams fan I I like like to ram at home sometimes if that's what you mean. That, well, that's um, what
1: I was getting at. I'm glad you brought us to that point. Uh, I didn't want to say that.
2: No, but uh, I mean, we'll get into my my. And stock you were talking falling. like
1: your ten foot putts, right? Yeah, you yeah, exactly. I like to ram them, them, them
2: home. Uh, we'll get into my, my stock falling guy, but my stock rising guy on the same team, uh, the Rams, Daryl Henderson or Darrell, as some people call him, 34% owned in Yahoo leagues, Cam Akers... Got injured. Malcolm Brown, he outtouched Malcolm Brown this past week. Malcolm Brown uh, had a finger injury, I, b- I believe, as well. But um, he had 14 touches this past week for 121 yards uh, total, scrimmage yards, and a touchdown. I just see that performance, and he outtouched Malcolm Brown 14 to 11, I believe. Um, it seems like he's going to be the guy going forward. Um, who knows what. Th- uh, Acre's injury, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but Daryl Henderson's been there for three years now, I believe. He's been behind Gurley. I think he's going to just start taking taking over in the, that backfield. They have a tough uh, week three matchup against Buffalo, but um, after that, it's, it's pretty easy. And I think given the opportunity, I think he's probably the most uh, – um, most well-equipped and um, structured to handle that backfield at this point in time, maybe Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers in the future. But right now I think Daryl Henderson has that backfield locked up.
1: Yeah. And like you said, Ed, as as I could agree with that too, is if a guy's in a system longer than other players, he knows the flow, right? (laughs) They've kept a lot of the same players in that offense. So he's definitely have the advantage over some of the other running backs there. Um, Smoke, what do you, what do you like in this? Who's rising on your system?
0: Um, so my my uh, rising stock, and this is kind of going off of what I, you know, off of what I typically like to do, but um, I'm actually going to pick a quarterback and uh, I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I'm I'm, people that know me. I I'm typically a streaming quarterback type guy. Um, but I mean, you can't, you you can't just look away from what Ryan Tannehill has been doing since he became the starter last year in Tennessee. And he continued this campaign through the first two weeks of this year. Um, you know, much like Kavi said, you know, he has Johnu, John Smith down there. Um, AJ, AJ Brown's still, you know, nursing a, a bruised uh knee, but he'll be back, I think, next week. Um, he's got all the weapons, he obviously has uh, the one of the one of the better running backs to for for teams to to, to worry about, so they, they do stack the box a lot with him. Um, but for the first two weeks, he's been a quarterback one, I think he's the uh, number seven quarterback overall right now. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is the real deal and uh, what I like most about him is he's owned in only in less than 50% of leagues and uh he gets Minnesota um this week coming up and if anybody's watched uh the Minnesota games week one they had Aaron Rodgers um last week I don't even remember who they played but they got shredded last week as well uh Minnesota does not have defense right now so uh I think Ryan Tannehill will um you know, he'll do what he does. And that's he'll put up 260 yards passing. Um, he's very proficient. He doesn't turn the ball over very much. He'll probably get about 30 yards on the ground and he'll throw two to three touchdowns. So I, I expect him to stay around his average of 20, 24 points a week. So if you have a quarterback that's not consistently putting that up right now, you know, if you have a, you know, a, a Baker Mayfield or a Tom Brady or something like that sitting on, you know, that you've been starting or even a Phillip Rivers that you've been starting, I, I, I would absolutely look to to go and and take Ryan Tannehill.
1: I I like that play. And like you said, he's been a stud ever since he was signed up there in Tennessee, taking over Marcus Mariota's job. I think uh, he's what brought them to a playoff caliber football team and franchise. I think he can do a lot of good things there as long as he stays healthy. Um, Two guys that I kind of, I, I wrote down here are, Obviously, uh, one, one is a no-brainer, right? Jarek McKinnon, this guy's been a stud. They brought him into San Francisco to be a number one running back, but unfortunately, he's been, had some injury problems. You look at what he's done on the limited touches this year. He's, he's averaging 17 yards a carry. Um, You know, he's getting some uh, receptions. He has two touchdowns on the season. With Mostert going down, Tevin Coleman being injured, I think this is somebody that everybody needs to own. Currently, right now in Yahoo Leagues, he's only rostered by 27% of the teams. So if you could get this guy in a waiver wire transaction, I think you need to do that. The only fear I have right now is is all the injuries out there in San Francisco. Might hinder some of his progress, be able to stack the box, but he's one of two that I, I put in this category and I try not to talk too much, so I stacked two in here. I went with Miles Gaskin. You look at this guy down in uh, Miami. They brought in Jordan Howard and Matt Breida to be workhorses, but um, you look at the numbers right now, Gaskin is, is out-touching them. He's, uh, last week he had six receptions. He was number three on the uh, team in catches. He's uh, more productive when he has the ball in the backfield, running the ball. So that's another guy I would go for as a waiver wire stock rising, pick him up in any league that he's available for sure. So Ed, I want to, I want to bring to you on the stock falling. I know you talked with the Rams guy with Darrell, Daryl, Daryl Henderson. Um, who who do you have with the stock falling? Obviously it's another Rams guy, like you said earlier.
2: Yeah. Cooper cup. I think with uh, not having a third wide receiver option with the no cooks this year. Um, I think it's just hurting his stock. Like he's the Rams' passing game in general hasn't really been the the greatest. I know Robert Woods. Um, he I think he even ran one in this week, but I don't know. I, I just don't have faith. Um, right now in Goff or that that passing um the the passing offense in general. Cooper Cup. I think he has um eleven. Receptions well, so far this year. Seconds, yep. <laughs> um. Which I mean is, is good for PPR, I guess, but not where you probably drafted him. With only, I don't think he has a touchdown, and I don't think he's reached you know eighty over eighty yards. Um, yeah, he had a hundred yards
3: this week, but no, no touchdowns.
2: Yeah. So I yeah, I think he had a hundred yards um, scrimmage this week. Nineteen rushing, eighty-one um, receiving, mm-hmm. but. That being said, he's your wide receiver two, mm-hmm. maybe, um, you know, in a non-PPR or half-PPR league that we have. He's not getting you that 10-point floor that you hope for after your first two weeks. I don't know. With the Bills coming up this week, it's going to get easier with the Giants, and then I think they have Washington, a couple other easier teams after that. But, Washington, San you know,
1: and Chicago, Miami. They, Still a tough stretch
2: yeah it it is tough, and yeah. I think it's gonna, it's going to be tough for for the Rams uh passing game, so yeah. I, I don't know yeah, I just...
1: actually yeah, he's only had 11 targets, not even 11 catches, 11 targets, nine catches on the season. yeah so I I do
2: there. think that not having a third wide receiver weapon like they had last year and the year before, I think that's hurting, hurting him. he's not, he's not getting those um those looks like he used to.
1: And that, and that's where he made his bread, right, was was the amount of uh, volume that he had. He was getting targeted a ton in games, um, catching a lot of balls, right? He was reliable hands. Obviously, he's got nine catches on 11 targets this year. He shows that he can catch the ball. But like you said, he's, he's one of those guys that needs the, you know, 10 targets a game at least. But unfortunately, at this point in the season, I don't know if it's because Robert Woods is a target machine and Tyler Higby hogged all the t- touchdowns past weekend. Um, Cooper cup though, he did get paid. So who knows, hopefully it pans out. Cause I do have him in one league smoke. Who
0: do you have for your stock falling this week? So my stock falling this week is, uh, AJ green. Um, so <clears throat> obviously I think, you know, if you're an AJ green owner, it, it's, it's, it's not, you're not, you haven't been crippled by him because theoretically, you know, he was probably drafted as your fourth receiver, um, based on his, you know, his average draft position this year. Um, but I think it's disappointing to know that you have, um, you know, have a guy that has the, the, such a, such so much potential. Um, you have a quarterback that's, you know, a rookie, but he's, he's, he's doing well, um, as a rookie, he's throwing the ball a ton. Um, and AJ Green is just not producing. Uh, he's got the third, fourth most uh, targets in the entire NFL uh, to date through the first two games with 22 targets. He only caught eight passes. So horrible efficiency, worst efficiency out of any receiver right now currently on the Bengals. So you can't even blame you can't blame Joe Burrow for it. It's it's really just a lack of um like a lack of effort. And quite honestly, I think it's just. Uh, AJ green is, is getting older. Um, unfortunately I hate to say that, but I watched the game. I saw the amount of energy he was exerting to try to get to these passes. Um, the old AJ green was not there where he was able to extend and, and, and make some of these, um, errant throws just look easy. Uh, 80 yards, eight catches, no touchdowns. Um, he gets the Eagles this week who, you know, say what you want about the Eagles. They're not winning right now, but they're, they're stopping, um, they're stopping wide receivers for the most part. They're, they're ranked fifth uh, right now as they are giving up the fifth least amount of points to wide receivers. So uh, I don't see it getting better for A.J. Green this week. Uh, I think he stays on people's benches, but quite honestly, I don't know what you'd do with them. He might not even be worthy of a spot starts soon if he continues to keep putting up the productivity he's doing. Uh, the 22 targets is, is, is makes me feel okay, but I, you need to see some catches.
1: So the one thing I'll, uh, I'll say to disagree on that is, right, is A.J. Green is the one person that I think, not just one, but one of probably many that were impacted most by 2020, right, is this guy's coming off of an injury that kept him out of most of last season uh, with no preseason, jumping right into games, right, is is if you talk to NFL players, right, what they say is, is there's in shape and then there's game in shape, right? I just don't think this guy's game in shape yet, right? He hasn't had – any games in over a year, he's kind of getting just back into the swing of things. Yeah, I understand he's what, 31 now, but I think this is a guy, each and every week he's going to do better and get better. But, you know, uh, with the Eagles defense, like you said, giving up the fifth least amount of fantasy points, he might be a sit him this week in my eyes. But going forward, I, I kind of like A.J. Green, especially as he builds a chemistry with Joe Burrow. So, Caf, who do you have
3: this week as your stock falling? Uh, I have Will Fuller. So, I mean, Will Fuller didn't even see a target this week. Put up a big old goose egg, and uh, he was getting stretched out the entire game on the sidelines. Uh, news as of today still is that there's no injury, but uh, again, I think it's somebody else that you're seeing. First of all, Will Fuller is so accustomed and just injury prone that they're taking it really careful with them, and they're they're trying not to rush them. And without that preseason, they're not taking any chances with them because... And made of glass, so uh, I'm real nervous about him because he was drafted, you know, as people's wide receiver two, myself included, and uh, he's the the wide receiver one down there in in ta- in uh, with the Texans in Houston. But the you know I'm I'm real nervous about about a guy that was drafted that high, you know, throwing up a goose egg, and he played though, you know, most of the game. He just didn't he didn't get the looks, like he didn't get targeted.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty sad for the, the one, that, especially after, um, you know, your boy Dehop left Houston to go play with the Cardinals. There were over 150 targets that were supposed to be spread around, and everybody in this offseason was talking about, you know, Will Fuller being that guy to fill the void. But unfortunately, like you said, Cap, zero targets this week. Hopefully next week brings something better for the guy. Um, but who knows be better, right? And not was- only – not only do better as far as getting more targets or targets in general, but, you know, this is a guy that's week to week on if he's going to stay healthy for the season, right? He's, he's injury prone his entire career.
0: Makes me a little nervous, but smoke, you had something you were going to say. What's up? So no, I would just say that, um, you know, to Cavi's point that they they're, you know, I don't know if there was an injury or not. He was seen, you know, stretching out on the sideline, but um, he tried to get back in and they it, it just they didn't want to throw the ball to him. And I, I don't know, I I get nervous with the Houston um, Texans and, and, and coach O'Brien. Uh, you get in that doghouse and next thing you know, you're, you're being traded. You know, you wake up on Monday and somehow, you are not you're no longer on the team. Um, but yeah, I agree with Uh Fuller is, is, you know, he's, I've always been down on him because of his, um, his, you know, inability to stay healthy. But uh, Brandon cooks on the flip side, does look like the uh, the new emerging wide receiver one on that team, which I think, Quite honestly he he might have should have been anyway yeah
1: uh, the only the only scary part about Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller as you're one and two whichever way it goes two and one it doesn't matter is those two are super injury prone right like I think Brandon Cooks is on like his 12th concussion unbelievable that the guy's still able to get uh you know healthy to play it's kind of scary I I imagine
2: talking to Brandon Cooks in like 20 years (laughs) how that conversation would
1: go Ah, oh, would be terrible. I feel bad, right? But, yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it's an ugly situation down there in Houston trying to figure out who's going to fill that void of D hop and it doesn't look like any of those receivers are ready to step up. The guy I have this week that's my faller is Ronald Jones, right? You look at what he's done down there in Tampa. Obviously, they got beat up versus the Saints week one. You look last week, they got the win versus Carolina, which was good. The guy's only – he he's had, I think, 24 carries this year. You, you look, he's only averaging 3.7 yards per carry. They get in um, Leonard Fournette, this guy. They didn't sign him just to become uh, a name in the backfield and sell some jerseys, obviously, because nobody's in the stands. So I'm sure jersey sales are down. Leonard Fournette, you look last week, he had 12 carries for 103 yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, I think Bruce Arians, obviously he's not afraid to call anybody out. He already called Tom Brady out after week one and his performance. I think that Bruce Arians is quick to realize that Tom Brady isn't the Tom Brady of uh, the Bill Belichick offense and he doesn't have a, a, a coach to hide behind anymore. I know he's he's old up in his age, but uh, uh, this isn't a guy I was ever high on. I think Leonard Fournette's going to steal the show and pretty much be uh, the starter there going forward uh, and, you know, kind of diminish Ronald Jones' role. So. Speaking of that, let me just jump right into the sit of the weeks.
2: Well,
0: how come we don't get to ever rebuttal yours? You like going yeah. last. So we well, can't first, get the first on of your... all,
1: first of all, Tom,
0: well, my sit of the, the week.
1: Ronald Jones. That's what I'm saying. That's why oh, I jumped okay. to
0: Eddie.
1: Well, Paul I, doesn't I, pay attention. That's why I'm no, saying no, sit it's
0: not. Week. No, it's not that. It's just I, I like how you go last and then briefly go through your guy and then move on. Like Nobody gets any type of rebuttal or anything on yours. Well, um, the only and person
1: I would consider rebuttal from right now is Eddie because obviously he's the only one ahead of me.
0: Well, there's no you rebuttal. Got, he's got him as, a, skit, boys, you have him as a stock falling, So you guys are obviously on the same side. So I, I can understand why you'd want to rebuttal from the guy that actually feels the same way you do. Congratulations. It's <laughs> not. not a rebuttal. That's more of like an yeah, exactly. agreement. That's, that's my point. So I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I was kind of going to make a joke. I, I didn't know when, as you're, as you were going through your monologue there, I didn't know who your actual stock falling was uh, was it Ronald Jones or was it Tom Brady because you went on like a a good tangent about how you still think that Tom Brady's not the goat um uh, but I agree with you Ronald Jones is obviously falling but here's the thing he could be right back in the uh the, the driver's seat because if you watch Bruce Herring's the only reason Ronald Jones lost uh snaps and carries to Leonard Fournette was because he fumbled so uh the minute uh Leonard Fournette fumbles falling. Ronald Jones will be right back in falling
1: no, I agree with no, you. Look at I the, think he's fine. Production. Look at the production. So it, it's not going to be one. What, what of the was fumble his production?
0: Without... He wasn't that. He wasn't that Fournette? Fournette.
1: Fournette he had twelve carries
0: for under and three He had one, for he had one, yards. He had one carry for almost fifty yards. So take that away, and his productivity wasn't that great over the rest of his. Eleven. Carries. Okay, so eleven for fifty. That's still. Um, that that, that no, that's five yards of uh, carry. I don't believe that that's accurate, but we'll we'll go with it.
1: Well, I'm, you're the one who said 50 yards for one carry, so I was taking one. If you um, look at the remainder
0: part of his carries, we'll, we'll look it up. But I, I don't, I don't think he was as, I don't think he was as. BJ
1: uh, Polly, no clue. Back at it again. Hmm. Uh, Ed, who's yeah. your uh, sit well, of the well, week? Well, well
2: Polly's uh, getting out his uh, Texas instrument, I'll, I'll go with uh, my sit of the week, which is what you just said about Ronald Jones. And no, I Eddie. I
1: Real quick, Paul Pauly, you forgot Pauly's pretty old, so Texas' instrument wasn't around. He's got to get out his abacus.
2: Uh, okay, my Pushing bad. tiles. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just with Fournette taking over this past week, Jones saw uh, 10 less touches than he did um, in week one. I know he had his fumble, but there's also Peyton Barber in the mix. There's there's a lot going That's on excellent. there, and I just, I, I don't know. Peyton
0: plays for Washington. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Never mind
3: that. Kebby. So... Sorry.
1: <laughs> delete that part. Um, <laughs> no, that's
3: either, that,
2: either way. Either way. I'm staying in there like you're yeah, going to take
1: a poop. You got to keep that in there now, especially since <laughs> delete that part. Uh, uh, I, sorry. I the,
2: mart- the martini's kicking in. Uh, um, That's why Tommy was cool. You're rebuttaling them.
0: Eddie's got a poop. <laughs> Peyton Barber was there. <laughs> no,
2: not yet. After this martini, though, I only have a couple sips left. Um, Yeah, no. Just sit of the week, Ronald Jones. Until until you see him get the carries that he saw in week one, I w- I wouldn't trust him going forward.
1: This is what I'll piggyback off of that. Ed is if we still had the trade for trade away segment, I'd be trading him away right now. Get whatever well, I can. Of then. course you would because
0: you always trade guys away when they have no value. It's a smart play.
1: Yeah, well, you already I tried had this to dumb conversation. Away, but-
0: can I, I, we, I can't, I got, we got to move on from your stupidity of how to trade a guy. Cause you're an idiot. Yeah, I guess I trade so, people when they're doing their worst. You know who you, so you know, Paul, the trade, can I tell you who the trade guy is this week? Just off topic. The trade guy this week is James Conner trade him right now while he had a big game, trade him before he gets out and he gets like a hangnail and he's out again for another week. All right. It's a good so, trade. Uh, Paul, who, uh, who do you have your, uh, as your sit of the week? So my sit of the week is David Johnson. Uh, Eddie can attest this. He's been munching rugs for a, quit, a, a bit here. Um, David Johnson, uh, after that, you know, opening game where he looked like, oh, great, David Johnson's back. So great to see him having a resurgence here in uh, Houston. Uh, yeah, he had a whopping 11 carries again for the second week in a row. This time producing 34 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, granted, it was against a Baltimore defense. Um, but guess who he has, uh, guess who he gets to go travel to, uh, in week three, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So do I think that David Johnson, uh, is going to have any type of upside more than likely? He's probably somebody's RB two right now. I'm starting to look deep into my bench to try. And I'm not starting David Johnson this week. Um, they, they don't give him the ball enough times to get him going. Uh, quite honestly, he's not even getting enough catches to be worthy. Even, And that's with Duke Johnson being out for the week um not getting enough action in the in the passing game uh and the Steelers you saw what the Steelers did uh to Saquon and and like the, 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 the Steelers defense is just too good to uh be playing David Johnson against
1: um yeah I, I kind of agree obviously i'm a David Johnson hater but that's just me. You know how I feel about the guy drafted. I, I
0: mean, mean he's with
2: been- I, I have David Johnson. Yeah. yeah after I was going to say, I'd like to hear or,
0: Eddie's take on that with being a J- David Johnson owner.
2: Yeah. I mean, with with uh, after his week one performance, you know, I think all, all David Johnson owners like me popped the boner. I mean, sorry for the girls. They probably got a little, you know, wet in their pants a little bit. But, uh, um, you know, week two, we saw what David Johnson is probably going to look like when he places plays a tough defense. And, this week coming up, Steelers third run defense is sol- is solid. Uh, we saw what we that what they did uh, the last couple weeks um, against running backs. I I'm not starting them as my flex this week. I'm starting Melvin Gordon. Thank God I have him. But I think it's going to be matchup based going forward as my flex until bye weeks, obviously between Melvin Gordon and uh, David Johnson as my two uh, two running backs at my flex position. So this week, obviously Melvin Gordon with no Lindsey, but. Even so, I would still be hesitant to start David Johnson um just because of the tough matchup
1: yep yeah i I agree there um calf, who do you have
3: as your uh sit of the week, Mark Ingram so uh love him, I guess, hmm. love him while you got him. He got one week out of him, you know, half his yards this week came off of one run. he still didn't really see that many touches. he got out touched by Gus Edwards again. And he still is not getting the the goal line looks. So, you know, maybe you get lucky and he's going to bust a twenty nine yard on fourth and twenty nine yard run on fourth and one every once in a while. But you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs this week, and uh, it's not going to be the same thing. So, I think you're going to come back to having a disappointing week from Mark Ingram. And uh, I'd bench him if you have him on your roster. Trade trade him for somebody like uh, John Brown, and uh, you'll be good to go.
1: Nice, nice play. But uh, kicking off that Kansas City there is um, – my sit of the week is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, right? Um, you look at this guy and his production. Everybody was high on him. Paul wanted to take him early in the first round. Uh, our niece and I made some trades to make that uh, not, you know, available for Paul to do. Um, last week, I think he had, what, 10 carries for 38 yards. Pretty pathetic. Uh, you know, you look after week one – uh, he, he wasn't getting any of the goal line touches, which was scary for the guy. Everybody was out talking about how they don't trust him at the goal line. And, you know, just like we were just talking about before is he's playing the Baltimore defense. So, you know, there, it's a stout defense that's going to stuff him everywhere along uh, the line throughout the entire field. But if he's not getting goal line touches, what does Clyde Edwards-Hilaire have to offer for the team? So he's my set of the week. Paul, you look like you have something you want to say up there. So anything, any rebuttal on this one?
0: Um, I mean, my rebuttal would be, do you really sit Clyde edwards Hilaire? He was a first round pick for pretty much everybody in in fantasy. Um, I mean, who do you, who do you sit him for? Uh, Do you sit him for, you know, give me a, give me a a, a reason. What's that?
1: Jarek McKinnon, Miles Gaskins. Gonna sit,
0: you're going to sit him for either of those two guys right now. You have both those guys sitting on your bench, and you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You're going to sit him this week to start one of those two guys.
1: I'll take, I'll take a bet with you right now that Jarek McKinnon has more points than Clyde Edwards this week. I'll take that. All right. We'll bet a case of beer. Sounds good.
3: Shave your hands.
1: No, 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 no. No, listen. This is the first bet of uh, the fantasy uh, point after show reboot.
0: Uh
2: Oh, Uh -oh. you saw saw some of our crazy bets in the past with pies in the face. Let's say
0: we could do a a Saturday night, Edward 40 hands if you want.
1: Yeah, I'm in for whatever you want to do. We'll talk offline on that. All right. But um, just to move it forward, because we're, you know, squeezing in our time. uh, Let's let's talk about bounce back player of the week. I know Paul had this guy as his stock falling. I kind of rebutted against it. Um, but Kavi has this guy again, that's popping up on our, our sheet here. Calf, who do you like as your bounce back player of the week?
3: I like AJ green. Um, you kind of stole a little bit of my thunder and talked about it after Paul, um, had him. But like you said, he's an older guy, you know, there's difference between football shape and in shape. So I think he just needs a little bit more time to come around. He's also somebody that's been used to playing with a different quarterback for a while. And, uh, he's got a new rookie quarterback there. I don't think. They've fully had a chance to develop that chemistry yet, and he's you know he hasn't had the easiest uh, the easiest road so far. But his next two to three weeks, he has much more favorable uh, favorable matchups, and I, I think he's gonna gonna turn around. Just needs Joe Burrow and him to start clicking. He's getting he's getting the targets. You know, he's just uh, he's, they're getting some of the passes are getting forced to him. Um, I watched that Browns Browns just played on some weird next level the other night and i think aj green's going to bounce back from it he's he's too good to not he's only like you said he's only 31 um wide receiver years that's not not running back years but um i think he'll be okay moving forward i think it's going to take maybe another week for the chemistry to really start clicking but i think once it does he'll he'll be fine
1: yeah i i like him i think uh i know paul talked about um playing the eagles this week and having the fifth toughest uh defense for fantasy players receivers um, I think he gets in, finds the end zone this week. Starts building that chemistry with Joe Burrow, who uh, you know I drafted this year. I think he, he's playing well for a, a quarterback in a system where quarterbacks haven't really played well in the last couple of years. Um, Paul, I know you probably have something you want to say here about AJ Green. Go ahead, give you. No, your I final was just gonna. I was gonna
0: throw a, I was gonna throw a um, an over under at you guys for AJ Green since you two seem to be higher on him than I am. Um, I'll give you guys an over under uh, 74 yards this week, this week under
3: Mm, over 74 yards. Yeah. Uh, Take that. I'll take take the the over
1: over. Tommy. I think it's going to be super close. Um, I'll let Cavi take that one, but here's my thing is, is I wasn't saying he was going to have huge yardage. Um, I talked about him finding the end zone. So, I think he has double-digit fantasy points this week. Whether it's, you know, five, six catches, sixty yards, and a touchdown,
0: I, I, I'm not so you sure. Take, about this. You take a you take a second secondary bet that he doesn't get a touchdown this week. Yeah, I'll take that. I'm going to take under 74 yards, no touchdowns for AJ Green this week. Okay. So. I think he'll on. have a
3: touchdown, and I think uh, I think yeah, I think like right around 80 yards, okay. and uh, I think the Eagles stink. They've been playing okay. They've been hanging in games, but but they're not they're not good by any chance, any means. And uh, their, the secondary not,
0: their secondary is good. Their secondary is good. Their offense is struggling. They haven't played they no, that's Been no playing way. that has been playing a hurry up
3: offense against them, though. Like Cincinnati's playing. So I think it's gonna be a little bit different. So I think he'll be good there, and then he gets another. Uh, he gets a another. Well, he gets an absolute cakewalk the next week against Jacksonville, and then Jacksonville's uh,
0: defense is legit. I don't. You got to reread that because I'm telling you okay. right now. Look up Jacksonville's defense.
3: Uh, I think he'll everybody do thought great.
0: Jacksonville's defense is going to be a cakewalk this year. They're they're not. They're there to play. So I think uh, Derrick so, Henry.
3: So, so I, think I have gonna... those
0: three bets in in the the Google doc. So okay. everybody
1: can take a look at them. So we remember them. Okay. I know Excellent. Paul's been drinking scotch. I think since noon because Giant. obviously shout out, obviously shout his, out his to hot takes are, are junk.
3: So, but, yeah, uh, so I, I think A.J. Green has a cakewalk against the Jaguars, and he runs into a wall against the Ravens, and I think he'll have another uh, good week against the Colts. So, I mean, I think he's a good – you know, he's on his way up. He's going to have a tough week against the Ravens, but I think he bounces back the rest of them, and then he'll get back. You know, he's maybe not a wide receiver one this year, but he's definitely a wide receiver two, definitely a wide receiver three, so – um, if you're in a league like ours, he definitely has a lot of definitely
1: value. a wide receiver two, definitely a wide receiver yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, a great, uh, worst case scenario.
3: He's a wide receiver five. Yeah, worst
1: case, he's, a flex. Him, he's a flex. He's a flex, super flex. you can play yeah, exactly him. <laughs>
0: worst case scenario.
1: He catches balls in Cincinnati. So uh, let's let's jump to uh, Eddie. Eddie, who's your bounce back player of the week, and tell me a little bit why. I think I got a bug bite. I think I'm going
2: to go with uh, Alan Robinson here. I thought you were going with the poop thing again. Oh no no
1: no no no! It hasn't, Just tell uh, us about your bug
2: bite. Oh uh, the the martini hasn't hit me yet, but it's coming. I think. Um, but <laughs> Alan Robinson hasn't. You drafted Alan Robinson probably as your number one this year. Yeah, he definitely. has not. He has not produced, and he's had nine targets in those last two weeks. And I think he has like three and five catches or something ridiculous like that. He has the Falcons this week. I think he's going to have a big, big week this week. Um, I know, I know there's a lot of um, probably frustration for fantasy owners that right now with Allen Robinson, but having nine targets in his first two weeks, he didn't, he didn't do he much nine with targets.
0: Them. Eddie, I'm sorry. He has nine targets per game in the first two weeks, right?
2: Yeah, total. Or I mean, per game. That's what I said. Nine targets in each game. That's what I meant. Um, But those nine targets, I think, are going to result in possibly more this week. We saw we saw the shootouts that the Falcons have had so far this year, um, and their secondary does not look good. So I expect Allen Robinson to to just be a beast this week. And I guarantee, this is an Eddie guarantee. It's in the bag. Uh An Allen Robinson touchdown this week. Uh
0: oh Oh, Uh -oh. Paul, you take that bet No, no, no. I I won't take that bet because I actually like Allen Robinson with Eddie. I'm on Eddie's wagon playing Atlanta. And you play every receiver against Atlanta. And uh, listen, I'll take nine targets to Allen Robinson all day long over nine targets to A.J. Green right now. So give me Allen Robinson.
3: Do you you think any of the Allen Robinson – regression is based kind of on all the drama going on there with him like he was
1: i want to trade i don't to no, yeah i, I want to trade,
3: trade i don't want to be man. traded i want more money i think i don't want you to use the <clears> franchise, <throat> franchise on me like they and they're just uh, like you're here
0: i think that's media going- hoopla personally i think that honestly i think but it's he was just that, it. that well i think that what's that
3: it was him. He tweeted it, and then he erased the bears no, from all social media. Nah, Kavi, that's he social tweet. media. That's
0: yeah, media. he didn't. He took his. He took the. Yeah, I don't know. I, his his agent came out and said he never asked for a trade. He just wants to be. Paid that's his as a agent's one. job to do. But something. here's the thing. Like At the end of the day, I, I I will say this. Um, he's 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 a great receiver, and I think quite honestly, it's the it the offense just has not really been clicking it. They haven't really got an identity yet. Uh, I think, Mitch Trubisky is manageable as a quarterback. I don't think they did any upgrade for themselves by getting Nick Foles. But uh, I think that as long as Trubisky stays in there, Allen Robinson will continue to get his targets. And listen, he's been a wide receiver one last year. I think he was pretty damn close to a wide receiver one the year before that. He gets 100, 100 plus targets, 130, 140 targets every year. I think he's going to be fine. But I, again, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I'm, I'm nervous, but I, I think this is his bounce back week. So I'm with you. I,
2: yeah, no, and I agree. And I think I think this is a good time if if, if you want to send a trade to someone that has Allen Robinson to get try to get him. I, I think uh, if
0: Eddie, I if think you it's have... fair to say. I think it's fair to say if he has nine targets, three catches, and thirty three yards in week three, he may end up on our Google Doc again next week in one of the other categories. <laughs> <it falling> <laughs> He's a falling stock. He's a falling. stock. At that point, one then the you two. start then yeah.
1: you
2: start
0: getting worried.
1: Hey. Keeping with the, you know, usually I keep mine to the last, but uh, keeping with the the Bears, I'm going to take Tariq Cohen, right? This guy, he just signed an extension with the Bears. You look, he was a target machine the last couple of years coming out of the backfield. Up until this point, he only had three catches on the season. Um, You know, even his carries, he's only had 12 carries on the season. I'm I'm sorry,
2: Tom, could I interrupt you real real quick? Um, Speaking of coming out of the backfield. I gotta go.
1: Ed, it was good seeing you, buddy. Yeah, catch uh, you guys next week. Hey, squeeze that one for us. So, so yeah, Tariq Cohen is the man, right? I, uh, not that really the man, David Montgomery. You know, Paul, he he's been helping
0: you out. How do you follow that up? I right? don't. I don't. I'm, I'm I lost train of thought with this. Being coming out of the back. <laughs>
1: Uh, there's Eddie's line of the night but like I'm going to go with Tariq Cohen. Yeah, we uh, already said that. <laughs> I I think this guy actually has a go with you know, Tariq. Big Cohen week Playing uh the Atlanta Falcons, they've they've been giving up a lot of points to uh the the running backs that they've faced so far. They've given up the 10th most fantasy points uh, against running backs. I think both Montgomery and Cohen have big weeks, but I think Cohen I think total maybe a hundred yards combined, um, whether it's catches or rushes this week. Potential touchdown, maybe four catches. So I think he is—he's a—he's a, a good flex play if you guys have him on your bench. He is definitely my uh, bounce back player of the week. And then, Paul, you have anything you want to say about that? Anybody? Uh, my my concern
0: to- for my concern for Cohen is that I think people drafted him with the thought that he'd be seeing many more targets than he's seeing and definitely getting more catches than he's been getting. Uh, My concern is if he doesn't start seeing more targets and getting more catches on a per game basis, his value is next to unstartable. He's even in a flex. Um, So, you know, I think again, going back to like Allen Robinson, I think when you have a high powered offense like Atlanta and, you know, their defense is suspect to say the least. Uh, I think this is an opportunity for him to, to if they have any value, this will be the week that he comes out and I, I don't disagree with playing him as a flex if you you know if you if you need a spot star here um, but yeah, I, I he has no value if he doesn't get any catches, so he needs to he needs to ramp that up
1: yeah you you and you look at the last three seasons uh prior obviously prior to this one, he's averaging almost seventy targets almost seventy catches a year right and that and that's good if you're in a PPR a half point PPR league. Uh, yeah, I, they're not going to just sign a guy not to do what he's done in the past, right? So you have to figure they're eventually going to start passing this guy the ball. Otherwise, what's the point? Is it going to sign
0: and trade? But You really think, I think- that that's true? I, I feel like their head coach is like the um, alter ego of Adam Gase up there in the, the Jets. I think they're both just bags that don't know what the hell they're doing. Quite honestly. Uh, just Just my opinion
3: yeah the alter lazy, ego yeah. would be a non-shit bag that does know what they're doing though who's that an alter ego would be a non-shit bag that yeah you're knows.
0: absolutely right so he is the uh he's just basically his mirror image yeah there you that, go that i appreciate that so uh
1: paul speaking of um bounce backs of the week hopefully you can have a bounce back of the topic here because you're struggling who do you have as a bounce back
0: of the week um, I, uh, I'd like to think I have myself as a bounce back of the week cause I get to play a lawyer Pete this week coming up, but chances are he'll probably beat me too. Um, so my, uh, player bounce back of the week is going to be T Y Hilton, who, um, I'm pretty positive at this point, everybody that's got T Y Hilton on their team is frustrated and, and fed up and, and just cannot, um, fathom starting him. But I think this is going to be the week that, uh, you want to have him in your starting lineup. He gets to play the Jets uh the jets defense is uh, susceptible to the wide receiver similar to what i was talking about earlier um with another team but um the uh yeah i mean he's only had 7 care, uh, catches um in the first 2 weeks and he hasn't even broke 100 yards total for the first 2 weeks let alone 100 yards in a game but uh paris uh, campbell going down i think is can only help him um my my biggest concern f- well actually today, remember, it's tell actually, me it's tell not- me it's not a big concern. It's actually, it's actually helping. This is, let me, let me back up. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think actually helps T Y Hilton's value here because I think they've established that they have a legit running back now of um, a, a real threat in that backfield. And I think that that will help T Y Hilton get um, a little bit more open. T Y Hilton just needs to catch the ball and he needs to hold on to it. He's had way too many drops uh, so agree. far. And I'm not sure if it's just, he's just not used to, um, he's not used to Phillip rivers in the way he throws the ball. If you watch Philip rivers, throw the ball, it's, it's very um, unorthodox, unorthodox. And, and that ball coming in as a, you know, you know, we've played football and we, we, we understand how to, you know, catch a ball. And sometimes when that ball's coming in with a different, a different um, spin on it, it's, it kicks a little bit. And we we've talked about this a number of times. You don't have any offense or OTAs. You don't have any off season uh, to get used to it. So I'm hoping that that's all it is with TY. It's just that he just needs to continue to get reps. With um, with uh, Phil Rivers, and but I really do think that with Campbell, uh, with Paris Campbell being out, uh, sky's the limit for Ty this week against the Jets. So I I think he goes for, um, I think he goes for over a hundred yards for the first time in the season this week.
3: He can catch a wrench. He could catch a ball.
0: That's that is true.
3: la yeah. uh, dodgeball. Yep. Uh, so yeah. No, know. I I agree. Start wrenches at him. Yeah
1: yeah this it's it's about time this guy shows out right he needs to um start building again it goes back to what we talked about earlier tonight on the on the segment is building that uh chemistry with your quarterback as we talked about joe burrow not being able to build uh chemistry with aj green i think you have the same situation here right no offseason no preseason i don't think ty hilton and like you said, Paul, is, is Philip Rivers has an unorthodox throw and spiral and, and even coming out of the quarterback's hand is where a lot of the receivers actually uh, see the ball, especially for guys like T.Y. Hilton, right? He's a deep ball receiver. He's not, he's not going to be flashy with his routes and cut you on slants. He's more of a deep, deep threat. So I hope it pans out. I hope you're right. This is the first time, right? This is the guy I have on my squad. So, um, Hopefully TY Hilton works out. Does anybody have any closing remarks for uh
3: this segment? Patches O'Houlihan would would disagree with everything you uh, just said.
0: Patches O'Hulahan. Duck. No, I mean Dip. Uh, I'm I'm excited for a week I can't believe I'm saying I'm excited for week 3. Um let's hope for uh less injuries in week 3 than we saw in week 2 uh for the player's sake, uh but f- and more importantly for fantasy football owner's sake. Yeah and hey everybody out there if you uh have any
1: questions issues concerns you could always hit us up at uh you know paul what are you at
3: twitter
0: at the ff advantage cav
3: at caviston joe
0: Ooh, i like the the
1: change up there that you threw at us and i'm at tlip underscore the pas like usual you could also hit up the point after shows twitter account um we're there to answer any questions, issues, concerns that you might have going into the weekends, into the Thursday night games, even though this one's pretty lousy. Uh, hit us up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook. You could also uh, check us out on YouTube. Anything you have to say for the fans, Smoke?
0: Uh, you can also hit up Eddie at uh, double Flush and CourtesyFlush.com. Courtesy uh, but no, uh, like I said, James Conner, get on the trading block. Get rid of him.
1: You know. Last little shout-out, I want to thank uh, Walt and Rivera. Always listen to our podcast. every Every uh, day these things are posted, they always reach out. So thank you guys very much. We appreciate it. If you made it this far, as Paul always says, thank you. Have a good night, everybody.